Today's episode is brought to you by Podcast Pipeline. We'll take care of all your podcast production so you can focus on your business. Visit us at podcastpipeline.com. Here's the question. Are you a business owner wanting to grow your business, but you're struggling with how your podcast can help? Well, welcome to the show that's about to change all that. I am your host, Cliff Dubinois, and in this podcast, we're taking the problems of podcasting head on. Entrepreneurs like you will share their strategies, tactics, and tips that they use every day with their podcast to make it an effective marketing and revenue tool in their toolkit. Welcome to Entrepreneurs on Podcasting. Hey there, world changers, and welcome to another episode of Entrepreneurs on Podcasting. Now, today's guest grew up in a home of entrepreneurs. Her parents owned and operated a sewing supply store in Beirut, Lebanon. So she kind of grew up with entrepreneurship from a very early age. After spending many years working in the corporate world, she started her own business back in 2005. From there, she's built a virtual network of small business owners, growing to over 700. That's impressive. From there, she started running events, meeting clients, potential leads for her business, all of it face-to-face. -face. In 2017, she started Huddle Space. Huddle Space is a workplace facility, think co-location, that rents small offices to small businesses, startup, and entrepreneurs who want to grow their business. Please welcome to the show the host of the BizBytes podcast, Grace Costa Nasrallah. Grace, how are you? I am fine. Thank you, Cliff. Thank you for hosting me on your show. Great. It's, it's great to have you, and I'm really looking forward to our chat today. So tell us a little bit more about your business. Well, I'm going to start with Huddle Space. Okay. Huddle Space uh, provides furnished uh, offices for small business owners. We also provide business addresses for them. Uh, we provide them with a professional environment and the right space was some essential to for them to grow their business. Uh, that's basically what I'm focusing on right now. Uh, unfortunately, with COVID-19, I had to close the virtual network because I wasn't able to connect with them and provide right. them with the right events that uh, I would like to provide them with. I tried, uh, I tried virtual events, but I really didn't feel the connection there. Sure. So that's what I'm doing right now. Okay. Now I have to ask the question, what made you decide to start getting into furnished office space and providing offices for people? What was, what was your thinking behind that? It was a dream for me. Oh, wow. I, when I started my business as a web designer, even the dream was, was to have that business hub. And I'm very thankful that I was able to fulfill my dream. Now, uh, I'm, I'm not there physically every day, but the place is monitored by cameras. So many times I just sit and watch the P, the busy place that, right that it has, that we have been able to get there, right? When I was living in California, uh, I took advantage of co-location there because I just, I just found I wasn't able to really work in my home like I wanted to. And so when you have that type of environment, right, where you're surrounded by other entrepreneurs who are also, many of them facing the same challenges you are, it does create an environment where you can really be social. You can talk to other entrepreneurs, you know, it, it gives you that that real sense of community 
to be able to just talk to people and you just learn, oh, this is how I solve this problem. Or you know what? I actually know of somebody who's looking for your services so I can connect you. So yeah, it was just a really, really nice, cohesive space. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, when I'm there, like you get you you get a different connection with with these yes. entrepreneurs that are working hard to grow their business and i find myself learning from them and from their experience from watching them grow you know when when they start i have i have one lawyer that started fresh as soon as she graduated from university right nice and now she's grown and i see you know clients coming and waiting for her and meeting with her it's so much fun to watch them grow. Oh, that's got to be beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Now, what, what made you decide to get into podcasting? When I started the virtual network and I found that it, uh, it grew so quickly to uh, over 700 businesses there, I thought I have to start coming up with ideas to help them grow and to help my network grow as well. And that's when I thought of the uh, podcast idea. And I started exploring uh, what podcast platforms we have out there right. and how it works and all that. And uh, the idea I came up with was short bites. I call them biz bites, business yeah. bites. Uh, the podcast is maximum four minutes long. And the, uh, I find entrepreneurs loving it. Our channel, within a few years, we had over 6,000 downloads right. within a few years. And uh, yeah, we find it growing every day. You said your virtual network is growing over 700 businesses. And you thought podcasting would be a great tool. You think podcasting is better than just sending out like an email blast to your community? Or is there something particular about podcasting you thought would, would be a better tool? Yes, definitely, definitely. And you can reach a different audience. If you, we wanted to, to reach an audience that is not within our network, right? Right. So with the email blast, you only reach your network, right? But with podcasting, you display your knowledge. It's showcasing your knowledge and your experience, right? And that's what our channel is about, right? It's entrepreneurs reaching other entrepreneurs. So it's not about me only. I have some podcasts there, some bites there, but, but other entrepreneurs also have their own there. Yeah. Something I do want to go back and explore a little bit more because I know that a lot of times when we start some kind of a new endeavor, we already have everything pre-framed in our mind. And so when a lot of people think about podcasting, they're thinking, oh my goodness, it's got to be a 30 minute show, or it's got to be an hour long show or something else like that. But there is a whole world out there of micro podcasts, which are 10 minutes or less. And you mentioned before that your episodes are anywhere between three to four minutes. Why did you decide uh, to start producing just short episodes? Because with all the technology and the noise around us, I, I feel our attention span has shrunk, right? And yes, it has. <laughs> And I, I like, I wanted to come up with an idea where I can benefit other entrepreneurs uh, and have them listen to each and every word we give out. And I thought, yeah, I think maximum four hours is enough. We can give out a message in three, four, uh, four minutes for sure. 
Definitely. And so there's something to be said for that because it, it all goes back to understanding who is actually listening to your podcast and being able to take a step back and say, you know what, if we can get the same information in four minutes, that would probably serve our audience even better because they could just listen to something, get some kind of a quick tip and then go about their day. It won't take them any longer to buy. By the time they warmed up their frozen burrito for lunch, yeah. right? They could have gained some piece of knowledge and put that out there. So yeah, it's really about understanding that it's not about getting trapped into thinking that you have to produce a 30 minute episode. Yeah. Yeah. My objective is to either, uh, educate them within four minutes of, we choose a topic and we write some content and the objective is to educate or trigger their thinking. We want them to think about a certain topic and give it good thought, right? Right. Yes, definitely. And I think just stepping in there, just providing that value and doing it in short format. I mean, there's something to be said for brevity. Let's just keep it short, keep it simple. And if people love it, you know, they're, they will, they will definitely let you know. What I would like to do is let's take a step back. So you decided you're going to launch a podcast. You want to communicate this. you start communicating with your community. Uh, you've decided I'm going to do the micro podcast three to four minutes long, which is brilliant. What was one of your biggest struggles when it came to podcasting and getting started? My biggest struggles when it came to podcasting is I have a background in communications and media. That's my uh, educational background. I have a bachelor's degree in mass communication and media. It was very easy for me to create content. However, English is my second language and the voiceover, I struggled with the voiceover. So mm. this year I've decided, okay, I'm going to end that because I know it's my weakness. I'm not too self-confident about it. So this year I decided I'm going to put an end to it. And I registered in a voiceover uh, course that's five modules. I already okay. started and finished one module. And I'm, I'm excited about finishing the whole course and learning from it. Yeah. So voiceover I, I, is my channel, my, my, my challenge. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. Cause I can tell you this, I've talked to people from all over the world. First off, your English is good, right? It's, it, it, it's great. It's, it's really good. Second off, I've actually spent some time listening to your podcast and you're actually learning a lot and you do really well. I can tell you from my standpoint, you're doing a really good job and and I'm, I'm going to also say as well, is that you're doing more than 90 or 95% of the people that are out there. You know, a lot of people will talk about starting a podcast, but they never do. And these are people that speak English fluently, by the way, because they think it absolutely has to be perfect. But, you know, you were able to, even though you know that English isn't your second language, you were able to push through all that and put a podcast episode. So first off, kudos to you for that. You should definitely pat yourself on the back for that. The, the second thing Thank that, you. um, yes. And the second thing I would like to circle back on is the fact that even though you had like these challenges, like upstairs thinking, you know, English is my second language and everything else, you still pushed out a podcast. How did you move beyond that fear? Maybe a little bit of self-doubt, but how did you move beyond that to actually get the episode out? I have a technique Cliff, that, um, I train myself and discipline myself to Despite all the challenges, just love myself, focus on my goals, and keep moving. And 
I find that technique has helped me a lot succeed in what I do. Nice. I love that. That's great. Because a lot of the times I'll tell you, so mindset has become very important to me, especially over the last year and a half and how we talk to ourselves and how we treat ourselves, you know, is very important because the, we would never think about like the things that we say to ourselves, we would never say to, to another person out there. Cause it's just, it's mean. I don't want to destroy them. I want to encourage them as entrepreneurs. We're all about building people up. Yes. Right. Yeah. So well, kudos to you for having that, that level of self-awareness to say, you know what? I, I may not be perfect, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep moving forward. That's absolutely wonderful. Let's talk about what is podcasting done for your business? I definitely was able to showcase my expertise and knowledge, and that has been a strength for me and my business as well. Because when people hear, hear your, your message and look at it with regards, then they will call you and give you business. Okay. What has been one of your biggest successes when it comes to podcasting? My big successes I find is that in a few years, we got over 6,000 download. And that means within a few years, I was able to re reach over 6,000 entrepreneurs. I'm hoping that we reached them, we were able to reach them with, with a good message that was a benefit for them because that's my objective. That's my aim. Another success is that in my podcast, I don't just feature myself, I feature other entrepreneurs, right? So our podcast is a pool of entrepreneurial effort. It's not just my podcast. There are other entrepreneurs that have uh, oh. contributed their podcasts there. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. Because that was going to be one of my questions, because I noticed that there's been other people that have gotten credit for certain episodes. So I was going to ask you if you had partners with that, is it just something that people in your network just submit a podcast episode to you? You just say, Hey, it's got to be three to four minutes. And yeah, that's what happens. I ask them to choose a topic and to write content around that topic. Right. And then I ask them to send it to me and I upload it. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. Beautiful. I, I love that. That's the first time. Out of all the interviews that I've done where uh, people have gone out and actively sought people to create content for the podcast. So that's a really a great way to get your community involved. What gave you that idea to, to chase that? Uh, because from my experience, uh, you can't succeed alone. It has to be a, a combined effort. And since I am working with a network of entrepreneurs, I can't just be self-centered. It right. won't work. I, it's, it's, it's a joint, a combined effort. We, we all build each other. We, uh, we help each other grow and that's what made us uh, successful. Wonderful. That's absolutely, that's, that's great. I absolutely love that. Now you've had an opportunity now to get your podcast, get it produced, get it out there, right? You've had some really great ideas along the way, like the micro podcasting, getting people in your audience to submit podcast episodes, which I just, man, I just think that's absolutely brilliant for an entrepreneur out there who is maybe thinking about starting a podcast and they're struggling. What would be some piece of advice that you would give them? I would say, don't make it about yourself. Don't make it about yourself. The more you allow others to contribute to your success, 
the more successful you get. And Cliff, I heard your podcast about how you came up with entrepreneurs on podcast show, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, uh, uh, in your while you were like in your podcast, you were surprised that you got so so much response, right? Yes. Many entrepreneurs responding. However, the entrepreneurs that have agreed to go on your podcast are in fact contributing to the success of your podcast. That's true. So, to me, yes, I am. When I go on your podcast, I am highlighting my myself, but at the same time, I am contributing to the success of your podcast. If you go about building your podcast with that mindset, I think you will be successful. That's my approach, at least. No, and I, and I think that's really great because that's one of the things it's interesting. So I've been, I've been taking this class online and one of the things that they, they talk about in there is about asking for help. And when you were just talking right there, it occurred to me that basically asking people for interviews, bringing them onto the podcast, having them share their expertise, kind of like in a way is asking for help. Right. Cause nobody is going to see the level of success that they want in their life unless they can get other people around them to help them and support them. And in exchange, you're actually going out and helping other people to be successful, like your clients and your customers, help them to be successful and you'll be successful. So I didn't even think about it in terms of that way. I always think about podcasting in terms of a great networking tool, but you're right. You know, when I reach out to people and say, Hey, this is my topic. I really want to help people. Could you help me? to help them. Yes. And that's why the response has been, that's why the response I feel in my heart of hearts has been overwhelming because there's something, there's something about the entrepreneurial community that we really like to help other entrepreneurs. We're so quick to share our knowledge, our strengths. We get brave enough. We write a book, start a podcast, hint, hint, uh, to be yeah. able to really be able to serve our community. So that right there is absolutely beautiful. I love that. I've never thought about interviews that way before, but you are right. It really is about asking for help. Since I started my virtual network, my approach was it has to be a win-win. If it's not a win-win, then it's not going to be a, a win-lose, right? So everything I plan for other entrepreneurs, I plan it as win-win. I think nice. about it as it has to be win-win. Okay. Yeah. And you're, uh, yeah. And I've had, you know, really great conversations. I always make it a point to promote the interviewers when they come onto the podcast show, because I really do, from my standpoint, I really do want to make sure that I'm highlighting the good things that these entrepreneurs are doing and how they're serving their clients. And you never know how somebody's listening to this particular episode right now, hearing your message and saying, you know what? I would love to check out a micro podcast because I have a bandwidth of about four minutes. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. to be able to do that. So you never know who you're going to reach. You never know who is listening. So, And yeah. I also, I, I mean, if you allow me, I would like to extend an invite to for entrepreneurs. If they have a good topic and they, they want to contribute four minutes podcast, have them contact me. Oh, wonderful. That's, that's great. Very generous of you. We'll make sure for you know, our audience, we will, uh, we'll have a, a link to, is there a form or something online that people have to fill out or do they just email you or how does that work? They can connect with me through social media and, okay. uh, yeah. okay. and we make it work. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. 
for our audience. We'll make sure to have those links in the show notes down below. Do contribute because it really is a good podcast. There's a lot of great knowledge uh, on that particular podcast. So if you're wanting to get your story out and, and be able to help and have an impact on the community, that's a great place to, it's a great place to make that happen. So you kind of stole my last question from me, which is how can people reach you online? So oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am, I am on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram and on other social media uh, networks. But I, I would like to invite listeners to visit my blog at busyreflections.ca and connect with me through the blog. That's a good platform to connect with me through. Awesome. And we'll make sure to include that uh, in the links in the show notes down below. Grace, it's been awesome having you on the podcast today. Thank you for coming on here and, uh, you know, and sharing your story. I really appreciate it. We've covered some new topics for me anyways. I've learned a lot. So thank you for that. Thank you for hosting me. I really appreciate uh, the reach out, definitely. Hey, everyone. I want to let you know that enrollment for our free five-day Start My Business podcast challenge is officially open. If you're an entrepreneur and you're thinking a podcast would be a great way to grow your business, but you're not sure how to start one, then this challenge is for you. This challenge is designed by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Now, within the five-day challenge, you'll go from ground zero to having a fully operational podcast that you can use to start growing your business. I'll be sharing with you simple tips and tricks that took me years to learn that will prevent you from spending hours on one episode. Head over to startmybusinesspodcastchallenge.com or click on the link in the show notes down below. We'll see you there.